Gab. Everybody's looking at me now. Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That guy over there is Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. And uh, we shall begin the day in the same way we have begun so very many shows uh, in the last week, talking about the talk talking about the talk and actually we have um we have a round of applause we'd like to give the talk yeah i think they deserve some real props and applause for the episode uh they aired yesterday we'll give you some background to that in just a moment but not only for the way they address the uh, drama many of you probably witnessed in headlines because i don't imagine many of you were watching that particular day some of you perhaps were There are a couple problems, though, and I feel like yesterday where I was like, I'm really excited to talk about this, but I would like to pee on your leg at the end of it all. Okay, so are we going to do that again? Okay, I'll just get ready. But isn't that life in general most days? You know what? I hate to confirm that, but it's true. It can. It can. But some good stuff and then something's going to pee on your leg. (laughs) Yes, uh, but mostly good. Okay, so maybe, uh, Colleen, if you just want to. If I don't want to put a too big a burden on you, but if you want to give a little thumbnail of what brought us to a conversation sure. about the talk, which is a show we don't typically watch or cover uh, on our show. So um, back after the interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry on Oprah, um, Piers Morgan had, a, I mean, this is how convoluted it is. Yeah, it's like three it's, steps away. Oh, really? So Piers Morgan had a meltdown that is we won't even get too deeply into it, but is based on a longstanding grudge he holds against Meghan Markle. Um, Sharon Osbourne is a friend of Piers Morgan, decided that she wanted to use her platform on, uh, on the talk to support him. She arrived to work one day. She was not prepared for the conversation. And Cheryl Underwood, one of her co-hosts on The View, was moderating that particular day. And they had a conversation that became pretty charged and there were some major overtones of racism in the conversation and as a result uh sharon osborne opted out of the conversation and then opted out of the talk and so she walked away from the talk she walked from the talk uh with a lot of money yeah and that's the end of her part of the conversation she walked from the talk and has somehow tried to spin it, or people on her behalf have tried to spin this as uh, she was canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yesterday, so we find ourselves yesterday, the first episode airing of The Talk without Sharon Osbourne. And, you know, we're all like, ooh, how is this going to go down, right? How is... Can I? I'm sorry, can I just add one thing yeah. that I think is also important to the story, which is that after she walked from The Talk, or at the time around she was after that episode, they opened a full investigation on yes. Sharon Osborne and some racial tensions on the talk based uh specifically uh as uh on on um the things that were raised by actual employees this yes. was not some sort of publicity stunt right to say like oh we're going to do something about racism and launch an investigation they actually were responding in real time to um a situation that was brought to their attention by actual employees. Yes. Right? Yes. So, Sorry, so, thank you for letting me put that in there, because I thought that was important to the overall so, story. So that's a thing. Yesterday, we then find ourselves the first episode of The Talk without Sharon Osbourne. 
And they talked about a lot. Now, they did, they broke the show up into two chunks a conversation about the, um, a racism conversation that was very valuable and we'll get to that in a moment but they and then the second half of that was a conversation about trauma and healing when you have tough conversations or when you actually not tough conversations when uh there is trauma in relationships how you deal with that Mm. um and they had so two it was the show was split into two that way with an expert um sort of shepherding the conversation in the first half and then another expert um, adding their contribution in the second half. But in addition to all of that, there was they addressed some very specific things about the drama. So they talked about the drama, mm. the specifics, but then also dealt with the underlying issues that brought about that drama, which I, you know, we talked about this yesterday. This is such a unique and uh, amazing opportunity uh, for a show to really, you know, use itself as a teaching tool by default i don't think it's intentional because the show would prefer to not have to deal with those things as would most society right right? but when this happens here is a a teachable moment for a show that purports to be people in conversation let's listen if you don't mind i would love that and holly there is a segment i have linked to which should start us off at about 10 seconds into the program yesterday and i just want to listen to uh, this is the um, first expert that they brought on board to talk uh, directly to Cheryl Underwood about how she's feeling and to kind of walk her through her uh, initial response. Let's hear a little bit of that conversation, and then we'll come back and sort of fill in the details. Yeah. On March 10th, the world witnessed a very emotionally charged conversation between you and Sharon. Mm-hmm. I saw a composed, clear, confident woman, but what we didn't see what was going on inside. Can you share a little bit about what that experience was like for you? Well, I didn't want to escalate things with Sharon because I thought I was having a conversation with a friend, but also um, I knew I had to be an example for others to follow because I didn't want to be perceived as the angry black woman and and that really scared me i didn't i didn't want to be that mm. and i i wanted to remain calm and remain focused and it's difficult to go back to that day because i just feel the trauma i feel fearful yeah. you know a little apprehensive yeah it makes right, sense. so uh, in that little piece you get you know a little bit of an indication of where the conversation is then going to go but it starts with something very real right yeah. this is not again some kind of stunt or like attempt to overinflate some weird uh, fantasy thing called cancel culture. Like this is just a moment of trauma for Cheryl Underwood specifically. Yeah. And, and then they talk about the other hosts because it wasn't just Cheryl. It was the other hosts that are in attendance as well. And they all talk about their sp- sort of specific reactions. Um, but I thought that was just a nice encapsulation of getting... Uh, to the specifics while also bringing so much more into it that we can all hopefully relate to or hear um, something familiar that perhaps we've learned about over the last year or more. Was that the very, very first? I mean, was that essentially like right after they introed the show? That was how the whole conversation yes. began. Yeah. What I love about that is what we can all learn from that. And there's so many things that we can all learn from this entire conversation, but is to 
tend to the feelings and the actual experience of a person who was at the root of that conversation. And you can say, and I can hear the voices, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Sharon Osbourne didn't get to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sharon Osbourne did get to do that. We have heard Sharon Osbourne talk solely about her own experience of that moment repeatedly. What we needed to hear was Cheryl Underwood's experience of that moment. And what she did in that moment was tell you a lot of information about what it felt like to be her in that moment and be thinking not only about what was actually happening, but also how she would be perceived mm-hmm. in that moment. And what what is important for us to listen to is the experience of, in this case, a woman of color feeling uh feeling like she had to hold all of that at the same time that is not an uncommon experience and it's actually a trauma which then in the second you know part of the show they address again what that trauma looks like what it can how it can manifest itself and how it can be problematic mm. <clears throat> again they took the thing that happened they didn't just make a salacious like you know, because I think a lot of people would assume in an episode like this, like, ooh, they're going to go there. Well, Sharon's not there. That's kind of shady to, like, start talking yeah. about Sharon when she's not there. I, I, and you alluded to that as well. I can hear those conversations, but here's the problem with that. That's not what went down. And I would encourage anybody who's ten, who tends to think that way to go back and watch what actually happened, because I did go back and watch the exchange as it went down and it is it is a palpably uncomfortable thing of course to watch and you can only begin to imagine and you can completely understand then when you listen to Cheryl talk how that was a traumatic moment for her and anybody in that position because because Sharon Osbourne attacks Cheryl attacks Elaine mm-hmm. attacks basically just machine gun attacks with words you know everyone Within but herself, her yeah, right. Um, and it is, it is a. It, it, I think it is a valuable thing to watch that happen because then you begin to understand and you begin to empathize with somebody like Cheryl Underwood, even if you don't have the experience that she's had, yeah. right? Like, if you are not a black woman, at least you can begin to understand what it must be like in that moment because we've all been. I shouldn't say we've all, but many people have had the experience. Um, of being in a situation where they're feeling attacked, but they don't feel like they can respond for a number of reasons. And that is a very terrifying thing Mm -hmm. because you are trying to, you know, there's just so much going on. And I was grateful to the show that they laid all of that out and explained all of that in a way that I think was understandable or readily digestible by the average person who flipped on an episode of the talk. Well, it sounds like it's worth it to go back and watch it if you didn't watch it. Yeah, and you there's can. something for us all to learn from it. Um, I, I, I don't want to leave without giving you the opportunity, Bradley, to oh, piddle on I our need legs. To pee on your legs. Yes. Um, the that is simply to say, my biggest fear is that very few people watched that episode. Well, I agree with you. I would also say one very important person who really needs to watch that episode didn't yeah and, and and her name is sharon osborne yeah sharon osborne specifically should have been in attendance mm-hmm. and had she i know a lot of people would uh, probably say not a lot of people i think there are people who would say probably sharon osborne being chief among them that to sit in that situation would be uh, that people would somehow be attacking her or that she would be 
you know, forced to sit there and endure something um, unnecessary. When I would say, actually, the best thing that could happen is that Sharon Osbourne actually sat and listened Mm -hmm. without contributing. And I think that that experience beyond the individual, because I don't particularly care about, well, I shouldn't say I don't care about the individual of Sharon Osbourne. That is not my concern specifically. What my concern would be is that someone like Sharon Osbourne would see what can happen when someone sits and listens to another person share their side of the story, right? So, like, that's what she missed out on, and that's unfortunate because um, she can go off and, and be in her world where she's probably got people telling her you know that she was the victim right and, and i actually think that the, the uh, another piece of of all of that that's important is if you and i'm speaking to the broad you are a person who feels um like you're worried about watching that because it would feel uncomfortable i would say that's all the more reason oh yeah to sit and watch if you it find yourself and sit thinking in the it, discomfort if you think it would be uncomfortable that's because you there's something you need to look at and yeah. it's okay mm-hmm. and actually i think it'll be helpful i mean i find i found it again to be terribly helpful just a personal standpoint to just watch something like that play out watch people share um because elaine shares her side of uh the story um carrie Naba wasn't there but she still talks about what it was like to perceive that was going on you know with her group Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget the other woman's name. I apologize, but they all brought something to the table. And I think I don't care who you are. That I think that would be an instructive thing. If you if you have people in your life, yeah, you you could benefit from you know watching those people again. I just it's sad to me that. Um, hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We are all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Very few people probably actually saw that, so... Well, let let that be uh, the ringing endorsement to go back and watch it. It is yes. available to everybody. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly Roberts is going to bring us. Is it Holly today or is it Elizabeth? Holly? Elizabeth. Elizabeth Yay. is back. She's going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert.
Our friend Elizabeth Reese is here and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Oh, hi, guys. I've missed you the last few days. We missed you, missed you too. too. It's nice to be back with you. And also with you. Appreciated. Um, okay, let's talk about Queen Elizabeth mourning the loss of Ooh. her husband, Prince Philip, and a former aide says uh, that Queen Elizabeth understands that she has a job to do and that Philip would have wanted her to crack on. It's a very British thing to say. That she will continue that to that just means continue working. Crack on. Yes. Doing her duties. That she will keep calm and carry on. So um, she is going to be accompanied by family members at future royal en- engagements. And a former senior aide is saying that her family will step up and be by her side, but she will carry on. Um, And she did so even when he retired from public life. Uh, Close Royal Insider saying she will never abdicate because of duty and honor and public service. It's so deep in her as it was for him. I just have this vision of her at like 110. Like they're just like hovercrafting her around. I mean, it's just going to get increasingly hard for her to do her job, I would imagine. But she you can is, tell though. she is um, just tenacious as all get out to keep doing what she's doing. And she certainly um, doesn't look her age. You know, I mean. How old is she? She's 94. Wow. And Prince Philip definitely. I mean, you well, know, now granted. Everyone's age. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Together combined all at once. But if you looked at recent pictures of them together, it certainly looks like the age difference is larger than five years. Absolutely. So she's going to keep at it. I mean, it is kind of interesting to think about. Prince Charles is 72 years old. Uh, William is 38. And so when she passes away eventually, Charles will become king. I mean, it could be any time in his 70s, likely, right? I mean, he could pass on before she does. That's entirely totally possible. It is possible. It happens. Yeah. But listen, hey, I also old white guys in their 70s run all sorts of stuff around here. That is accurate. They do. (laughs) That is accurate. So um, without going too deeply into that conversation, I'm going to go over here and talk about um, the weird, like this is just the theatrical part of this whole experience, because let's be quite honest, like the whole monarchy thing is so fraught and strange. For sure. But isn't it just crazy to think about this guy, Prince Charles, who was born to be king? Mm-hmm. And his entire existence and meaning and purpose in life was to do one thing. And imagine then what it must feel like yeah. to then not ever be able to do the thing and knowing that even if you get the chance now to do the thing, it's probably going to be, relatively speaking, for about five minutes. But maybe right. it's a more fun life to actually just be waiting to do the thing but not actually have to do that Ooh, thing. I don't know. I think the person who wins in all of this is the person who was born into royalty and was never going to be king, and his name is Harry. I think so, too. Yeah, that's I'm totally true. with you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Floyd Mayweather spent $80,000 in under 10 minutes on Hermes Birkin bags. That's why they call him Floyd Money Mayweather. Wow. He went a by a luxury resale store, and he spent $80,000 on four bags. Oh that's actually gosh. a pretty good deal when it comes to Birkin bags to get four for eighty grand. Yeah, but uh, good deal or not, somebody could live in those bags. Four the bags truth. for eighty grand. You have to ask yourself... Yeah, yeah, that's not. But like a, a new Birkin bag can be like sixty grand for just one, which that is asinine. I mean, that is asinine. Handbag. You absolutely should be asking yourselves lots of questions if you're doing that. There's oh no God. question. I, I'm going to go ahead and just. I'm going to imagine <laughs> that nobody who's listening to this show right now is buying. Yeah. 
for Birkin bags. Guess. I don't know. Go to Lake Minnetonka. I don't know. Yeah, there's lots of money over there. That's true. Um, he has an $18 million watch. He's a big spender, big time watch collector. He also claims to own the biggest Chanel bag in the world. So I don't know. Does he fit in the bag? Is it going to be like yeah, how big is big? someday he'll be buried in that bag? <laughs> I just don't know. I saw something about a Louis Vuitton bag shaped like an airplane. Does wow. that ring a bell? Does it no. fly? No, it's not like okay. the size of an actual airplane, oh, okay. but it looks like it's a handbag that um, looks like an airplane. And I was just like, I just, where am I? I can't where get into I? that. I, I can't it. get into that whole world. I don't know if you guys mentioned this when I was gone, but Justin Bieber posted a photo of him and his dog in a matching outfit. And those clothes are made by a local Minnesota company called Dog Threads. They no were on way. Shark Tank and they are losing their minds that the Beebs and his dog are in matching Hawaiian shirts. It's very cute. They are adorable. They're adorable clothes. You can match your dog and it's a super cute local company. So if you want to match your dog like the Beebs, check out Dog Threads. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Thank you, Thank Elizabeth, you. for that wonderful dirt alert. You're welcome. Have a great day. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we're going to solve some pop culture mysteries. And we'll do that in the form of blind items that Holly's bringing us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item after this. We have some pop culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. And uh, we do that in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. I got some celebrity gossip mysteries for you to solve this afternoon. Here's our first one. It's a mad scramble for this foreign-born AA minus list actor in his career. His people know there's stuff coming out about him in the next couple of weeks that could be career-ending. So they made him go public with this new women, woman in his life who was a plant. <gasps> Throw a whole bunch like of positives. <laughs> or a cacti? I don't know. Mm. But throw a whole bunch of positive PR out there and hope that it can cancel the bad. Foreign born A slash A minus list actor. So mm. somebody who we've seen, have we seen and or commented on the new lady? Uh. I don't think that we have commented about this new lady on the air. Okay. But we've talked behind the scenes, and this was a story that was on page six a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Somebody with a new lady. Mm -hmm. Uh, They made him go public, and the woman is a plant. Yes. Did we acknowledge that this was a plant? Uh, Behind the scenes, yes. Yes. There was uh, some questioning about... Oh. The veracity of this relationship. So, um, she's like a beard. Not necessarily. Oh. Not necessarily. Oh, but that this relationship. Okay, would... give us. We got to narrow in on mm-hmm. the actor. Give us a hinty hint. Uh, this person plays a superhero. Henry, oh, Cavill. Henry Cavill, yay! Henry Cavill, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, well, it's not his birthday, but mm-hmm. let me fill in the blank for you. So, Oof. it's a mad scramble for Henry Cavill and his career because his people know that there's stuff coming out about him in the next couple of weeks that could be career-ending. So, they made him go public with this new woman in his life who was a plant. Throw a whole bunch of positive PR out there, and you know, hope that it can cancel the bad. Okay, okay. What's the bad stuff that's coming out? Well, we talked about this. Isn't the first blind item, right? That has talked about Henry Cavill being kind of shady behind the scenes. In fact, 
in my Google search history, I have the words Henry Cavill cannibal. Oh. But I think that's because of a story. Oh, gosh. What was it? The story about Henry Cavill being kind of freaky deaky, right? And I feel like it was around conversations mm. we had uh, regarding Army Hammer where his name was coming up. And I feel like it was a blind item. Again, I don't know. I, you know, this all feels familiar. Yeah. And that's the best I can do in this moment. <laughs> I will say that NT Lawyer has had blind items about Henry Cavill, and I don't know how much we've gotten into them over the year, but essentially Henry Cavill uh, likes uh, his girlfriends to be young sure. in a way that is problematic. Mm-hmm. And perhaps some of those stories are going to come to light mm-hmm. and some attention is going to be paid to Henry Cavill's dating history mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks, but uh, we don't know. Yet to be seen. Neat. More shall be revealed. We will keep our ear to the ground on that one. Uh, Another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. So far, this foreign-born A-plus slash A-list comic actor has been way off on the side of his frequent co-star best friend A-list disgraced actor from an acting family has been slammed in the media and by actresses for the past few years. That's about to change. The foreign-born comic actor is complicit and enabled a lot of the behavior of the disgraced actor. He thought a lot of the actions were funny. Okay, my guess is that the co-star best friend A-list disgraced actor from an acting family is not who I thought it was. Oh, okay. Oh, James Franco. Yeah. I was going to say Seth Rogen, right? Yes. Because Seth Rogen... Is Canadian. Mm-hmm. We just talked about that yesterday. Yeah. I, I forgot. Okay, so can I tell you what tripped me up was from an acting family. And for a hot second, I thought that doesn't fit James Franco, but mm. it totally does. Because oh, yeah. his brother is also an yeah. actor. Totally. Okay. Acting family. So let me fill in the blank for you. So, so far, Seth Rogen has been way off on the side of James Franco. And uh, that is about to change because Seth Rogen... NT Lawyer says is complicit and enabled a lot of the behavior of James Franco because Seth mm. Rogen thought at the time that a lot of actions were funny. Ugh. So that kind of going back to the story that you guys talked about yesterday concerning James Franco and uh, actress Charlene Yee. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yes. On the I don't remember what movie. What movie were they on the set of? Um, Dead. Some assassin. Uh, hold on. Let's Something figure this assassin. out. Um, the disaster artist or the disaster artist <laughs> similar <laughs> similar basically the same thing. yeah the movie yeah. about the movie the room yeah so there you go mm. filling in interesting those, well filling you know, in those blanks. i feel like it's interesting okay mm. oh that's interesting <laughs> here's in another minnesota, minnesota interesting yeah mm-hmm. here's another interesting Wait, come on. Come on. Play that song. Come on. All right. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. This married foreign-born A-list actor who this past year starred in one of the worst movies in a long, long time is really getting serious with his mistress. Ooh. Married foreign-born A-list. Named Dominic West? No. But, uh, not really a minus. That was a good guess, though. This person was the star of a franchise film series. And also and also starred in one of the worst movies in a long time. You know, it was so bad that I don't think that anyone ever really even talked about it. Uh, but this person was in a, a film series, not a superhero film series. 
a sexy mm. film series. Oh, oh, Jamie Dornan? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, Jamie Dornan's uh, apparently Fifty really getting, of, oh. getting serious with his mistress. Who, I want to know. I want to know who his mistress is. Also, is the worst movie in a long time? Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. No, because that is not a bad movie. Is what I came to say in this moment. No, no, no. There is a movie that came out late last year that also starred Emily Blunt, and I think that it was mm. set in Ireland. And apparently the movie was just a just total stinker. Tragically horrible. Oof. Uh it was called Wild Mountain Time. I don't even know about it. See? So bad. Accurate. Which, you know, for us isn't <laughs> saying much, but uh neither is. Can I just it. take this opportunity though to highly recommend Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar because it's great. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. People love it. It is just so campy, so good. So and that's, amusing. That's streaming, right? Yes. So good. So, so good. good. So good. Thank you. Another celebrity gossip mystery. Let's go on this journey. The latest craze in laundering money is buying and selling NFTs. This former A-list mostly television actress turned yachter who hasn't really acted much since her long-running singing show ended said she was asked to be a part of such a group, and it was super shady. Mm. Mm -hmm. Is this... No, not she's not an actress. E-minus list, mostly television actress turned yachter. Yeah, former. So this person was part of a long-running singing show. Okay, so Glee. Yes. Oh. And it was Heather... The blonde. Heather? You know Heather. No, I don't. Leah Michelle. <laughs> I mean, maybe the character's name was Heather, but I didn't really watch. Glee, no, Br- so I, can't. I was thinking that Heather no, Morris actress, is who yeah. I was thinking. Oh no, uh, this person was a cast member of Glee, and I don't know if you guys remember the show very well. Well, I and it's a obviously it's a female actress. It's a lady. A lady. And so, and it's not Heather. No, her last name isn't Morris. Maybe it's a girl. What the blonde one? Okay, it's not her, I'm guessing. (laughs) I mean, I think that actually this person has been photographed with blonde hair at one point in their life. Uh, And perhaps it was on the show Glee. Um, Diana Agron? Yes! Oh, God, I had no clue. Good job! Good job pulling that out of your keister. I just did not know. I forgot that she was a thing in the world. Yeah, well, uh, that's why she's uh, in other lines of business, but... Reading, filling in the blank for you on this blind Ugh. item that the latest craze in laundering money is buying and selling NFTs and that Diana Ergon hasn't really acted much since Glee, but said she was asked to be part of such a group and it was super shady. Just kind of bring to the surface, perhaps, to look at this whole craze of mm. NFTs with mm-hmm. a non-fungible tokens, yeah. as the kids like to call them on the Internet. Just very you know, interesting. Money always, laundering. always be curious and ask yourself questions about that kind of stuff yeah it's new and we just don't know all there is to know yet i'm gonna stay away from that until i read the new york times uh piece on it or the in-depth piece in the atlantic thank Thank you you. (laughs) 
When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm so excited. You know that my talk loves local and we are highlighting wonderful local businesses uh, that we want to show our support to. And so when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to welcome a guest, Les Ferris from Propel Home Loans after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. Well, you know that on my talk 1071, we love local. And uh, we are going to celebrate a wonderful local business on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. We are really excited to welcome to the show a partner at My Talk 1071, Les Ferris from Propel, Propel Home Loans. Hello, Les. Thanks for joining hey, us. Les. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we're so glad that uh, you were able to join us uh, today. So we've got some questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. So, Les, why don't we start with this one? Why did you decide to open your own mortgage business? Oh, that's a great one. Um, So I've been in the real estate industry just a little over 20 years, and I've seen all the different uh, sides of the business, and, and I'd like to say all the BS that there is. And uh, it's really my philosophy that, that customers should be able to get a great deal and have a partner that architects the perfect home loan for them. And in working for larger uh, lenders and other companies, I just didn't find one that gave the experience to my clients that I thought they deserved. Mm. So that's how we dreamt up Propel. And oh, I'm sorry, Bradley, you go. Um, I was just going to know, I, as I was reading through um, some of your notes, straight talk keeps coming up, the term straight talk. And I, I know that that's important to you. Can you kind of just talk about why straight talk is important when it comes to um, the mortgage business and process for the customer? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you asked that question. So we, we say that we give you straight talk about home loans. And, and really, you know, many people see ads online or on, on the TV that say, get this, you know, super low interest rate. And, but nobody explains to the client that it costs a lot of money to get it. And so what we really try to do is sit down with our clients and help them understand that there's a balance between interest rate and closing costs. How long is it going to take to recoup your money? What is really best for you, your family, and your goals? Mm-hmm. And we give it to you straight. We don't, we don't BS you. We're going to show you multiple scenarios. We're going to tell you what we think is the best. And at the end of the day, you get to make the decision. This is so helpful because, you know, the majority of people don't live in a world where we understand our mortgages mm-hmm. um, and, right. and all the options that are available to you or how to make your home work for you and, and all of that stuff. And you're there with the expertise and all of the knowledge to help people understand uh, all of that. And you also give it that personal touch, Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we really think that we have a responsibility to help all of our clients manage their mortgage. And that's over the life, not just up until closing. So we're going to check in with you every year. Um, You know, Colleen, we're going to ask, you know, what's changed in your life? What's going on in your finances? And we want to make sure that you're still in the perfect home loan year after year. What kinds of things can change that equation? Like, what are some of the reasons, um, you know, you'd be able to go back and think about refinancing? Yeah, great question. So one we're getting a lot, you know, you guys have probably heard that the real estate market in the Twin Cities is on fire. Yeah. And uh, yeah, many clients are, you know, are, are buying a home and then within a year or two, they're realizing that they have a much better equity position than they had when they purchased. So, you know, one of the things we'll do is circle back with you and say, you know, where's your interest rate at? Can we save you money? 
Could we maybe remove mortgage insurance? Or, you know, maybe you want to do a renovation and the way to access that cash is to do a cash out refinance. Well, this is so great, too, because, you know, there are choices that you can make within within your mortgage, within your home loan that will have a, a lasting effect on your day to day liquidity. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I've been having this conversation more and more recently and and helping people understand that there, there are choices between lowest interest rate or maybe you take a, a slightly higher interest rate and pay less cost, and it really is determined by how long you think you're going to stay in your home. Mm. Yeah, a mortgage is definitely not a one-size-fits-all thing. It, it isn't. And I just, you know, I always like to tell people, you know, we can, we can all throw out the, the, what I call the bait-and-switch, right? Come to me and get the lowest interest rate in the land, um, but it may not be the right loan for you. Mm. So be careful. Ask questions. Ask for options. You know, um, less people do have lots of options when it comes to mortgages and refinancing. Um, what is the difference between working with someone like you and maybe a national website or um, someone else, really? Good question. So the, the, the big thing in a market like we're in today, I'm, I'm going to talk from the purchase perspective, is you want to work with somebody who has a local reputation. Um, when a listing agent sees your offer come in, they're going to look at who the lender is. They're going to want to know, you know, can this loan close? And who is this person? And a local lender is always going to help you win. And then as a mortgage broker, a lot of people don't understand that we have access to multiple lenders. So in our case, we have, we have relationships with 17 different lenders. And that helps you win because we can take your loan and we can find the perfect lender for you that's going to close when you want to close. It's going to get you the right blend of interest rate and cost. Mm. Tell us less about your Our Together We Go Farther philosophy. Yeah, it's a great one. So one of the things I'm a firm believer on is giving back. Like how My Talk uh, is doing My Talk Loves Local, we believe that we serve our community that we live in. And so one of the things we started was the Propel Home Loans Giving Fund. So for every home loan we close, we donate $100 to one of five local charities. Last year alone, we gave just a little over $19,000 to local charities. Wow. wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so if you choose us, not only do you get a great deal, you'll get a great experience. You're going to support local charities just by closing with us. So if you don't have, uh, you know, if I show up and I have no experience um, with a mortgage or refinancing and I am, you know... Brand new to this whole experience. What do you recommend for people when they reach out to you? What do they need to have, um, you know, ready to talk about, or can they just give you a call and you'll take it from there? Just give us a call, take it from there. We'll we'll help you through. If you're if you're really experienced, great. And if it's your very first time, that's fine. Um, we're going to treat you like your family. We're going to help you understand the process, and we'll guide you through it. Les Ferris from Propel Home Loans. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, so you can go to our website, which is propelloans.com, or you can use my talk keyword, Propel. Easy. It's that easy. Les, thank you so much for joining us. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com. 
financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.